the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rappin' on Racing. Hey, this is Mark Richards. You're listening to Rappin' on Racing with Don Gamble. Say does that star spangled banner yet wave or the land of the free and the home of the Hello and welcome once again to Rappin' on Racing, November 14, 2023. Hudson O'Neill claimed his first career Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series National Championship and it earned him and his car owners, Mark Richards and Steve Baker, a record $200,000. The awards banquet is December 1st, 2023, and you can watch the show on Flow Racing. Today's program is a story about Steve Baker. I hope you enjoy the program. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This is the Baker Bob thought for this evening. This was seen on a sign at the entrance to a beach. Do not walk on rocks. If you do, and you fall, and you sue, this sign will be marked Exhibit A. I'd like to take a minute and thank all the photographers that provide the beautiful pictures that we use on the Rappin' on Racing Facebook page. At Lernerville, it's Jason Bryan. At Pittsburgh, it's Steve Skarupa. Jennerstown is Benji Husick. Latrobe, Howie Bayless. Now, Howie and Scott Goodman travel around a lot, and we get pictures from them for specific racing events. And we thank all these people for their wonderful work. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapid on Racing. Listeners, joining us now, one of the most popular men in motorsports, Steve Baker. Steve, good evening. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Don. It's, it's been a beautiful day and just sitting back and can't wait to do this interview. Well, we'll talk at, at later in the interview about September and October. You talk about beautiful. You guys definitely got it covered. Now, I'll just, I'll ask you some questions, and then you can tell me what you think about it. Now, uh, okay. your, your dad, Frank, was a flagman at Morgantown Speedway. Did that have any impact on you getting interested in racing? Well, yes, definitely. You know, he, he was a big part of Morgantown Speedway uh, from the 60s to the, through the 70s until it closed in, in 70, well, until he passed away in 75. And then, of course, I continued on until Morgantown Speedway closed in 78. But, uh, you know, I, I was born in 57. I'm telling my age here a little bit. 
And uh, when I was in June, so two weeks later, I, I was at Morgantown Speedway at the races. So that, that's how long I've been doing it. Well, was that the main reason on why you decided you wanted to drive a stock car? Uh, you know, wasn't necessarily my dad. You know, I think we kind of had a plan uh, that, that, again, when he passed away, it, you know, that, that part of the plan fizzled out, but it gave me more drive to uh, go ahead with, with racing, uh, although, you know, uh, it, it was really hard to do because, you know, I was a 19-year-old, 20-year-old kid with uh, just out of just uh, out of college, or well, actually, I was still in college when, when I started racing, and uh, you know, it, but it was a lot easier then. It wasn't nearly as expensive as it, as it is today. So, uh, I did it with my tri-state auto racing new sales money. Is uh, what bought my first race car. You're kidding? <laughs> no, no, that's for sure. You know, back then the, the paper sold for a quarter, and I got to keep ten cents. So, Whoa. you know, and I, I sold, you know. A few hundred of them every night at the racetrack when I was uh, 11, 12 years old and and, and, and and beyond. And, you know, a lot of people, I made a lot of friends at Morgantown uh, selling newspapers, selling the Tri-State Auto Racing News for Vern Spencer uh, at Morgantown and then, well, Interstate and Elkins, you know, wherever we were at, that was, that was my main job. Well, I got a story you'll like. I heard in one of the interviews that Style Marine is one of your associate sponsors. Is that Sammy Style? That is correct. Right. That is correct. As a matter of fact, I was at Eldor this week, and, and while all the rain was going on and everything, and uh, I sat down behind the race car at the back of the trailer, and I saw Style Marine on there. I didn't even know it was there, honestly. And that, that, that They just came on board with us. But that's where the rocket decal used to be. Yeah, is where Sammy is, and I said, "Well, I guess I lo- I'm, I'm out here, so uh, I've lost another decal." But, well, but now we're glad to have uh, Sammy on board with us, and you know, it's a, it, again another great racing family. Well, here's a story you're going to love. Uh, Sammy was selling my RPM newsletter, and then later. I guess that was before I had the, uh, the RPM magazine, but uh, he would have an apron, and I'm guessing he was five, six years old, something like that, and uh, he would come back with a whole apron full of money, a lot of $1 bills, and so Alice, she was kind of curious. She said, this can't be right, so she stood behind the stands, and he didn't know she was back there, so someone would come up, at, and it was a quarter. And he say, uh, I don't know, I don't, know, I don't know how to make change. Why don't you just uh, reach in there and get whatever you want? And every one of them said, "That's okay, kid." And they put the buck in there. And You're right. <laughs> he'd come back. He, he should have like five or ten dollars in there, and he'd have like a hundred dollars. Yeah. Alice was. Well, I think the same situation happened with me a lot. You know, at the time people could subscribe to the newspaper and of course get it in the mail uh and but most of the people didn't do that they just waited for for me to sell it to them at the racetrack on saturday night that's a good story now <laughs> listeners if you're just joining us we're talking to steve baker from rocket chassis before i knew you i used to sit up on the hill at motordrome and spent a lot of time with bounce hager and I'll never forget, it was like he, it's almost like it was yesterday. He said, 
keep an eye on this Baker kid. He's going places. But I don't think Bounce or Don had any idea on how far you were going. Well, and I don't think any of us did at that time. Uh, you know, I was just a young kid, you know, wanting to race cars. And, and you know, at that time, there was always a dream of, of going to the big time. And, you know, it was probably a whole a, a pipe dream for everybody. But, you know, I just kept doing it. And, and Bounce was definitely a big influence uh, in my racing career after my dad passed away. And, uh, again, it's just a great man. And, and uh, you know, he's, he's sadly missed right now. Yeah, he and uh, Mona Ruth were very special. One night, he would, uh, a lot of the uh, track people uh, uh, would get together and, you know, sit there and BS and eventually end up in his motorhome. And one night he said, I'm tired, I'm going to bed. The last person to leave, shut the lights on. <laughs> the rest, of us, <laughs> the rest well, of us were still in there. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's typical about, you know, they used to, when they came to Morgantown Speedway and brought the motor home again, they were, well, matter of fact, most nights they just stayed there. Uh, there was no way they were going home because uh, I was in the motor home many times till daylight the next day. Yeah. <laughs> well, we became friends early in your career, probably the smartest thing I ever did. And I remember uh, I had the opportunity to go to your wedding reception, and it turns out you got a wonderful, wonderful wife. That was a couple years ago. Uh, yeah, coming up this November, it'll be 43 years, Don, and, and uh, it's kind of a little funny story this weekend, again, while we were at Eldora, and, and uh, of course, it was raining, and, we're, and we had our motor home out there, and, and uh, you know, it's which it's pretty comfortable and everything, but after you're in there for a couple of days, and she is definitely not used to that, she says, don't you have somewhere that you need to go? She's definitely the best thing that's ever happened to me. She's kept me in line. She's she's put me in line when I needed to be put back in line. But but she's also let me have a lot of fun and, and give me a lot of leniency in this racing thing. You know, when, when Mark and I started in business in 86, I was working for Melvin Groves at the time which was a really great friend and a great man, person and mentor to me. And uh, I came home from uh, work one day, and, and this was after Mark, and I had been talking, and I came back to her, and I said, you know, I think I'm going to uh, start building race cars for a living. And she just looked at me, she said, okay, that's what you want to do. You know, and, and uh, probably she's, I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing, but, you know, she, she's been supportive of me, you know, since, since the beginning. Well, and in the meantime, in these 40-some years, you've raised two wonderful kids. And I'd like you t to tell the listeners first about Frank, Frankie, and what he does, because he's so far away from racing, it's not even funny. Well, you know, of course, Frankie is named after my dad. Um, he didn't catch the racing bug because I think he saw how much time and effort we had to put into it and he was way smarter than that <laughs> uh he was a, he was an excellent uh student an excellent athlete he was a, a, a you know, state champion swimmer uh and again he was an avid reader he, re he reads everything and still does today but uh he was fortunate enough to get get a, a, an appointment to the air force academy uh graduated from the air force academy with a degree in aeronautical engineering 
then went on to pilot training and, and all that. Uh, uh, he flew. He he trained in the fighters, the T sixes and the T thirty eights. And then when it came time for him to pick to get an airplane to fly, where they needed to help the most was in a B fifty two bomber. So that's what he flew when he was deployed overseas. He he flew uh, many missions in in the B fifty two. Uh, he doesn't like to talk about that much, but, uh, but today he's now semi-retired from the Air Force. Uh, he's a, he does reserves and his reserve job is he's a pilot instructor to the pilot instructors for the T-38, which is the fighter plane. Wow. And, and his, his real job now, he's a United pilot. Uh, he flies a seven thirty seven for United, so you know we're really proud of him. He's in San Antonio, Texas, uh, married now. A wonderful wife, Lindsay. Uh, no kids for them yet, but hopefully we'll have some grandkids from that side here shortly. Well, he and, go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, if you have a question about Frankie, then we'll go on to our daughter. Yeah, well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I want to talk about Ariel. Steve and I will be back after these messages. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online. And get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price. And it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochran. See it all at Cochran.com. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, fans, we're back. We're talking to Steve Baker, and we want to talk a little bit about his daughter, Arielle. What's she doing? 
Well, th- these kids, again, both of them grew up at the racetrack uh, around the races when we had I-79 Speedway. And, you know, so they were around the races a lot. But, but Ariel, again, very, very talented uh, dancer. She did a, she did a, 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 a United States tour with a dance company that started in Disneyland in California and traveled cross-country to, to, uh, to Disney World in Florida with many stops in between, but along the way, she, she injured her knee, and she had to have knee surgery after the tour was over. And that gave her uh, some incentive or some direction of what she wanted to do with her life later, and now Ariel, because of that, decided to become a physical therapist. So she's now a physical therapist living in Pittsburgh uh, uh, with her husband, Drew, who's a also an engineer, so I got engineers all around me too. Uh, Drew is an engineer, uh, industrial engineer for FedEx, so that that's the reason they're in Pittsburgh. Uh, they just gave us our first grandson uh, in February. He, he's uh, he lights up our life. Uh, all you got to do if you're having a bad day is uh, look at his picture and you smile. Uh, but uh, that's all good. She, you know, we're the family is doing fantastic. Well, and the the young man's name is Cooper. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, that's a, that's one of Sherry's family names. Yeah, uh, where he he got his name from 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 a long time ago, or you know, through the generations, the Cooper name is, is uh, and it's it's Vanderwist. So so it's a, a good old Dutch name. Sounds very sophisticated, <laughs> Cooper. <Vanderwist>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Way, way, he went from the baker into the alphabet, clear to the other end. You know, I've seen pictures of you with him and the smile on your face. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. It's, it's special. Which you know what grandkids like. Oh, yeah. you've got yeah. several. And yeah. uh, it is. It's, it's just something special. Now, you and Mark had Interstate Speedway for a while there. Uh, in addition to having rocket chassis, and I guess from time to time it was an advantage if you wanted to test one of your cars. Well, it was somewhat. Uh, we, but we were so busy running the racetrack, we really didn't get to do it much. But we could, uh, which we can still do that today, just not there. And it's actually probably a lot less work for us to, to go and rent a racetrack than it is to the time and effort we had to put into that one to prepare it and get it ready. Yeah. So, but it, but it was a good test racetrack because of the size. Yeah. It's hard to test on tracks that are too big, uh, cause you just wear your motors out and stuff like that. So yeah, we, we used to learn a lot, uh, from interstate, uh, you know, we, we went to, you know, just recently went to a small racetrack at skyline, uh, as well as some of the other ones, but, yeah, the, the test of the interstate, it was it was definitely a help to us. Well, Steve Francis won the first title for your chassis company in 96. One of the days when he was uh, testing at interstate, um, I don't know how it came to be, but Josh went out, Josh Richards went out, and he was going to run some laps. Tell that story. Well, the, we were down there testing, and Josh was always just a really shy kid, you know, kind of in the background, and you know, of course, he ran the pack cars there in the interstate, and, and he'd watched races and watched races and watched races, and he saw, you know, the, the way different people drove. 
And uh, so finally, we was pretty well done with every what thing we wanted to do. And I can't remember Josh was fourteen or fifteen at the time, and uh, and he'd never he had never raced anything, no go karts, no nothing. The only thing he'd done was the pack cars and stuff at the racetrack. And uh, finally, Mark asked him. He says, "Well, you, you want to take that thing out for a ride?" And Josh just kind of, said, "Yeah, you know." And and he got in it, and he he went out and just about went as fast as Steve did in the car. And Francis, while he's watching him, he told Mark, he said, "Well, right there's your next drive." Yeah. You, you know, it was a you know, and that was his first time in a, a, a stock car or any, or anything competitively. That's amazing. I love that story. Yeah. Uh, your success at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is maybe the all-time winner. I don't know have the stats there, but uh, you sure knew how to get around down there and a lot of victories. Well, we had a lot. You know, we've turned a lot of laps there, and you know, we the 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 odds become better when the more you race. So, so we raced there a lot. You know, I started there the first year they raced. You know, in '79, so we, you know, we were there from the beginning and, until I uh, quit driving in 2015. So, you know, we had a lot of laps there and a lot of different race cars uh, for a lot of different people and a lot of great people that I drove for there and you know being involved with and and we just love that place and you know really looking forward to what the the, the new owners are, are going to do or, or are doing now and. Hopefully, you know, the place will be there for a long time in the future. Yeah, the new owners are doing a wonderful job. Uh, Blair Crest Jr. and his uh, girlfriend, Tabby, they're just, it's unbelievable. If you haven't been there, when you go back, you're not. Well, yeah, I, went, I, I was there for the Jump George race because I try to make it for that one every okay. every year. That's that's one of my favorite races of the year. And, of course, we were there for the Pittsburgher also, so. So uh, yeah, again, it's uh, uh, we're really looking forward to what the future holds for that place. Uh, eventually, uh, Rocket Chassis, you and Mark got involved with Racers for Tots, and indirectly by providing that car, you've raised thousands and thousands of dollars for Racers for Tots. How did that deal come together? Uh, thank Jimmy Staggerwald for that. I mean, he, he was such a pain in the butt that I finally said, Jimmy, yeah, let's do it. Just so he, so he would leave me alone. <laughs> no, no, way. no, no. He, we, he presented it to us, you know, and, and we'd, I had already seen what he had done, you know, before we started doing the cars. And, and I really felt good about helping the kids out, helping him help the kids out. And uh, it's just something, you know, that, that I, I really enjoy doing. Uh, all the people involved with that are, are really good and, and just just good-hearted, and, and we really look forward to, to uh, well, I guess it's just next weekend that the, we yeah. get to give that the, the newest one away. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully that uh, their ticket sales are good, uh, as I think they should be, and uh, we're looking forward to going to Charlotte, and hopefully we'll get a make a new racer. Well, Lonnie and his team, they are really dedicated. I mean, they get down there on their own dime, get a hotel, whatever. It's all, all of the money from the car goes into the kids. And Racers for Tots started in a bar in the north side. Jimmy got together with about 
eh, 10 of us, Dave, Kitty, myself, some other racers, and we, you had to bring a toy, and people put the toys on a pool table, and there was just about enough toys to cover the pool table. And you look now, yep. when, when they have their parties at the end of the year, they have tractor trailers to haul the toys out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. usually you know, they have a tractor trailer worth of bikes. Yeah. You know, and then another yeah. tractor trailer worth of toys. So, yeah, it is. It, it's really, really a good site. And, you know, I haven't been able to go with them when they've delivered them. But, uh, you know, sometime I, I want to be able to do that just to, just to see the kids light up because because I know it's something special that, that uh, they anticipate that the people at Racer for Tots anticipate every year to, to bring a little joy in those kids' lives. Well, the Marines were involved for several years, and then they stopped coming. And Jimmy, he was all beside himself. I said, well, why don't you get down to one of the hospitals and see if they're interested? So he talked to this one doctor, and he said, we'll take as many toys as you bring down here, because Children's Hospital, because some of these kids, they'll never leave the hospital. You know, right. they're having trouble. Exactly. And, and Jimmy said, well, I'll tell you what. He said, you can give a kid a toy every day. And, and if you run out of toys, we'll bring some more down. And that's how they, <laughs> they just went right from the party or the tractor trailer. Uh, they right. would take these toys down to the hospital. Just unbelievable. What? And I'm guessing Jimmy's probably the whole team, starting with him and now with Lonnie. I'm guessing they probably raised two and a half, three million dollars for toys oh, for kids? I, I, I would say you're probably right. Uh, I think this is what it, I can't remember how many cars we've done uh, for them, but uh, again, and you know, we're, we're going to keep on doing them as long as I'm able. That is just such a wonderful project. All right, Steve and I, we're talking to Steve Baker, and we need to take another commercial break, and we'll be back momentarily. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and JWC, JWCA are unaffiliated entities. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to thank all of our fans and competitors alike for an abundantly successful racing season. 2023 was a historic year for Dirt Monster Half Mile, and it could not have happened without the support of our marketing partners. Always safe, flagging and traffic control, Basil Race Fuels, Coca-Cola, Calusi Chevrolet, the Coriopolis Record, 
Crawford Auto Repair, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, Hoosier Tire Mid-Atlantic, Isley's, J.D. Hall Excavating, Octane Customs, Precise Racing Products, RacingJunk.com, Rorick Automotive Group, Rhino Racing Classifieds, Summit Racing Equipment, TMT Transportation, Yingling Brewer Company, Zarin Truck and Automotive, Zufall Communications. Bigger and better things are currently in the works for 2024. Stay up to date with all of the updates by following us on our social media platforms, including Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and Threads. PPMS.com will have all of the info that you need as we prepare for our season opener in 2024. The new Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, 170 Kelso Road, Imperial, Pennsylvania, PPMS.com. All right, fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Steve Baker from Rocket Chassis. You know, I had the honor, and I did I had no idea that it was going to be such a big deal, but we came down to do a remote broadcast of Rapping on Racing when you first opened the doors. I don't know if you remember that, but I think it was a really small setup. Oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely remember it. Uh, you know, we, we started out in a 50-by-80 building, which is what we still operate out of today, part of the business out of, of today. And, yes, I definitely remember it. And I also remember that uh, we weren't sure exactly how that was, the whole operation was going to go. But, you know, fortunately for us, it's worked out. I think Denny Angelicchio had something to do with that. Is that correct? That's correct. When we first started, Denny was involved with us uh, heavily. Uh, he, as a matter of fact, he, he helped me get involved and, you know, kept us going. And, and Denny's been a, a, a great asset to and friend to me uh, since way back, even before we started uh, Mark Richard Racing. As a matter of fact, he was probably the one that talked us into doing, to getting in business. And, and again, uh, sometimes I cuss him for that, and <laughs> sometimes I thank him. So, so but yeah, Denny's a, a lifetime friend and, and will be as long as I'm around. How did you decide on the name Rocket for Rocket Chassis? Well, you know, you, you got to contribute that to Dave Johnson. Uh, we we when we built the first couple cars, Ray Callahan built them, and they didn't really have a name. You know, they were just you know bullet cars basically. But uh, when when Davey drove and the cars that Mark had designed, that Ray Callahan built actually, uh, he got out of them. He said, "This car is you know is like a rocket." Well, that that's how that's how it, it stuck. Uh, the rocket deal so you can uh, attribute that to dave johnson that's an excellent story i love that now (laughs) the first year the only employees was mark steve and scott perky i guess there's a lot more since then (laughs) yeah there's quite a few more but uh, one thing about it scott perky's still there i've built i say i Scott has built over 6,300 race cars. Now, I think it was, I think today it was 6,340 something. Uh, so, and he's had his hands in every one of them, and uh, still there today, uh, still going strong. He was just out of high school at that time, so he's he's still a young guy uh, compared to the rest of us. But but he has he he's been a major asset uh, to the operation, and and uh, we couldn't do it without him. When you think of some of the drivers that you had in the Haas car, it's like the who's who in racing. <laughs> yeah, we've had quite a few. Um, and, and to go farther back than that <clears throat> with Mark and the, and the guys that he had when Mark was taking care of his brother's car, when he was uh, running the Howe racing program, 
and sat. You know, it, it is. It's a who's who of racing. And, and just the people that I've been fortunate enough to deal with uh, in my time, uh, again, it, it's it, it's amazing. And, and, uh, the, and the friends that we've become uh, over the years. And when you think about the titles that your drivers, I mean, you won Have a Tampa, UDTRA, the Renegade Stars, I mean, uh, National Dirt Racing League. I would... I would be hard-pressed to have a regular race night, a weekend short track racing, where there wasn't a rocket in Victory Lane. I, I just can't imagine how that could be. Well, there, there's plenty of them out there right now. And, and again, we're, we're probably uh, not – I don't have the most tour or, or high-end drivers, I'll call them, I guess. Uh, out there right now, but I can tell you I've got the best group of local regional racers in the in the country, and uh, I'll take all those guys compared to those uh, high-end guys. Well, what's nice about your location in Shinston, if somebody within 100 miles of uh, your shop can get there really easy and, and get whatever repairs, parts, whatever they need, because uh, it's an easy ride. It is. You know, you take a a five-hour circle around our shop, it encompasses a lot of racetrack. You know, I can be at Eldora Speedway in five hours. I can be at Charlotte in just a little over five hours. I can be at uh, Hagerstown Speedway or Lincoln or, or Williams Grove, Sealings Grove, Port Royal, you know, in just a few hours. And then you go north to Erie and, of course, Pittsburgh and, and all those places in between. And then over into Ohio with Zanesville you know, so we, we can, and, and down into Kentucky, uh, and, and over into Virginia, over by Booper Bear. So, again, we, we within a five-hour drive, we, we cover a lot of racetracks. And what I think is nice is whenever Mark's out on the road, or either you or him, and someone has a question, you're right there. You can tell them, well, why don't you try this, or if this isn't working, try that. I mean... That's the kind of uh, intel that these drivers got to love that. Well, yeah, and, and I've got three guys at the shop to answer those questions also. Uh, and, and, again, you know, sometimes, and, and I'm not that guy anymore. I'll tell you that as far as race setups, I'm not that guy anymore uh, just because I got away from it uh, when I quit racing. But uh, I can, I, my, my part of the business is to, to schedule things and make sure that people's cars be, get built when they're supposed to and, and keep parts and, and pieces going out the door. But I've got people that work for me uh, that that can delegate or to, that can tell them how to make the race cars go fast. Or if they got a problem, you know, they, they can take care of that for them too. So, you know, that's one thing I've learned over the years that Mark or myself, either one, can do it all. But if you got good people helping you, which we do, uh, that that makes all the difference in the world. Well, one of your good people, I want to tell the story. A couple of years ago, Michelle Anton uh, said that her son, Ben, wanted to come and work at Rocket. And could I talk to somebody down there? I said, well, let me, <coughs> let me see what I can do. And I think when I called you, I said, put this kid's resume on the top of your pile and uh, see if uh, you can't work him in. And your answer was, well, we don't need anybody right now, but we'll take a look at him. And he turned out to be a really good employee. Yes, he is. He's, he's one of the fabricators back in the welding shop. 
uh, Ben come from UNOH, which we we try to give those people from there the, the first chance uh, at jobs when when we post them. Which I can't believe I posted a job job opportunities yesterday. Uh, and the response that I've got, I've, I've probably got a hundred resumes in, and I've had like five people stop into the shop today uh, about the job postings that I had. So, but Ben was had, was a really good find for us, uh, and I I appreciate you turning him on to us or or, or let me know that that he was available. Yeah, he's he's a good man. Just unbelievable. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. talk about the World 100. I love the picture of you in your motorhome with that trophy. <laughs> yeah, that that was pretty pretty cool. Uh, you know, of course, winning it was amazing. Uh, Hudson just did a fantastic job, and the crew guys, you know, they're, they're always on top of it. But you know, th- those trophies are pretty big and they're really heavy. <laughs> and 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 our guys were leaving from Eldora and. and continuing west on the way to uh, where well, they had to go to Fairbury first and then Knoxville. So so they weren't coming home. So uh, my motorhome, of course, is out in the parking lot. And I said, well, I'll take the trophy home. But I said, we got to figure out how to get it up there. So, <laughs> so fortunately, the, the Eldora people brought a golf cart and uh, uh, Hudson's girlfriend's dad, which is Craig Sims, and a couple of his guys uh, rode the golf cart up. I went ahead up the motorhome and got it unlocked and everything and craig and and that, and that bunch brought the the trophy up but you know the motorhomes doors aren't really big very big yeah yeah it it, it it took three people to get that trophy up into the motorhome and then, and then on the way and on the way back sherry was kind of holding on to it to make sure it had to tip over cause, yeah. again because it was big and heavy but that globe on the top was pretty fragile but we made we made it back to west virginia with it uh and uh, it was it was it was just a great evening, you know. Of course, we were there all uh, late. The race got over late, first off, and then second off, you know, by the time Hudson got through all the the interviews and the press conferences and all that stuff, and then we stayed with all the fans and kept coming and kept coming. I think it was almost four in the morning when I finally got up to the motorhome, oh, and you know, you know, Donna, you know me for years, and you know we've been known to have it. A cocktail or two, and, and yeah. I hadn't had any yeah. <laughs> at that time. <laughs> so finally, I just went outside the motorhome and sat in a chair and, 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 and had a cocktail until probably about 5 in the morning. Oh, uh, so, again, it was a little later going, getting home, but, but that was okay. <laughs> it, was, it was well worth the drive. Fans, like I said, we're talking to Steve Baker. We're going to take another break. Steve and I will be back for the final segment after a word from a couple of our sponsors. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. 
When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Hi, I'm Ryan Blaney, a third generation race car driver. And we dedicate a lot of our time to going as fast as possible. My grandpa Lou is the reason why my dad and I started racing, and I'm really proud to follow on his tracks. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. I've learned a lot on this journey with my grandpa Lou, and the memories of my grandpa will always be with me. And in our family, we're used to getting involved, and I encourage you to do the same, especially when it comes to caring for your loved ones. When I think about Alzheimer's and the impact it had on my family, I recognize that losing a race isn't such a bad day after all. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently, experiencing problems with their memory, or having trouble with routine tasks. Talking about Alzheimer's can be really tough, but if you notice something, have a conversation with your loved one. Encourage them to see a doctor or offer to go with them. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services, make a plan for the future, and access available treatments. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. This is Hudson O'Neill, your 2023 Lucas Oil Champion. All right, listeners, we're back talking with Steve Baker from Rocket Chassis. So you're just getting over the big win with the World 100, and you come back and win the Dirt Track World Championship in October. It's like, wow, let's talk about that. Well, we didn't win the Dirt Track World Championship. I'm we, sorry. We ended up, that's yeah. okay. We, we ended up second by a car lane, but that's, but that's okay. It did give us the Lucas Oil Championship. Yeah. Uh, lo- love it or hate it, the format was was a little different this year, uh, and, it, and it worked out for us. You know, not so well for for Ricky Thornton, who had a fantastic year, but uh, you know Hudson, Hudson was second all year, and you know if Ricky couldn't win it, you know we should have been the next in line, which we were. And and the finish with Moran was so close. Uh, on the oh. on the last lap, it was like the fans, they really got their money's worth for that race. Well, you know, when they did that form, you know, the, the, the top four formats or, you know, winner take all or whatever you want to call it, you know, they, they wanted to create some excitement. Well, I can tell you they definitely did that. Everybody I've talked to since, since the race Sunday, uh, you said that is probably the most excited they've been about a race in a long time. And again, it, it and it was it was a fantastic race. You know, the track conditions played into it. You know, a lot of things played into it. You know, again, it was just unfortunate for Ricky that that it didn't play out his way. Uh, but but Hudson drove his heart out, and, and there's one thing about that kid, he just doesn't quit. Well, I have a question because in his interview he said, "I don't know why they picked me." Why did you pick it? Definitely a very good choice. But how did you and Mark decide you wanted to give Hudson a try? Well, Hudson is a, is a, was a 22-year-old at the time with eight years' experience traveling around the country racing. And, and, and he's, a, he's a well-spoken young man, very humble, very appreciative. And, and again, but the biggest thing is that experience that, that he had racing all over the country uh, probably played into it more than anything else. Uh, Hudson's dad, Don, and, and us, you know, we've been friends for a long time. Uh, and, again, we, it's just a person that we've watched for a long time. And uh, it, it just worked out that, you know, Hudson wanted to come and be with us. 
Excellent choice. Now, there's another big deal coming up. The National Dirt Late Model Hall of Fame in Florence Speedway. Uh, and you're going to be inducted with several other drivers there. Um, how uh, how do you feel about that? Well, it just shows that we're getting old. But that's, <laughs> that's more so than anything. You know, and, again, to be in there with the people that are in there is just an honor to me uh, to be included. Uh, I've pretty much dedicated my life to dirt track stock car racing. And to be included with all those people is is just an honor. Now, will this uh, transpire at the the banquet, or do they have... Exactly. The ceremony for the induction is is at the North-South 100 at Florence Speedway in August. Okay. Uh, is, when, is when the induction ceremony is. Yeah. Well, you're going to be in there with a lot of famous people. I mean, it's just uh, <laughs> it's a well-deserved honor. And, you know, I know you're a pretty, pretty humble, laid-back, easygoing guy. And uh, anytime I call you with a question or I need something, you're always there. The problem today when I was trying to call you, and they kept, the lady said, I paged them three or four times. I said, I'm sure that phone's ringing off the hook. Well, you were in the process of hiring another a new employee. Yeah, I was, and, and you know, it, and the, the the interview process was was a good one. Uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, we're, we've come to terms with this young man. He's uh, he, he's he'll be an asset to our to our uh, program at the race shop. So hopefully, it all works out. Uh, Again, uh, it was a, a, a good interview, and and again, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully uh, him coming because you know I, I, again my my guys know I'm not retiring uh, because for my my thing to everybody is to to retire you first must have a, had a job. <laughs> I don't consider you know I, I don't think I've ever had a job yeah. uh, with what I do. You know when you yeah. you have, uh, and so. I, I don't ever foresee quitting, but I, I do want to slow down a little bit, maybe do some other things. And if I can put the, the proper people in place to make that happen, then that's what we're going to do. But uh, again, I, I'll always be involved in, in, the, in the race car industry. Just take some time to smell the roses. Exactly. Uh, you know, my wife retired three or four years ago uh, from her job and, and uh, she, she she's made the best of it, and and she drags me along with her every now and then. So so it's uh, it's 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 good right now. A wise man knows that if Sher- <laughs> if Sherry wants to go somewhere that's not a racetrack, you better be going. Get in the car. Exactly. I've drug her. You know. Again, go back to the, the early seventies, seventy five to seventy eight. Uh, when we were at Morgantown Speedway, and, and uh, Sherry and I were dating in high school at the time, and I said, "Well, you know, Saturday nights I'm at the racetrack. It's that's where I'm at, where I'm at." And I said, "If you want to be with me, you're probably going to have to come to the racetrack." Well, fortunately for her, she got a job, and t- you know, my aunt gave her a job in a ticket booth selling tickets. So, fast forward to 1990, I guess it was. We're at Interstate, when we took over Interstate Speedway, 
guess who's selling tickets again? Sure. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess probably if she wants me to go someplace other than a racetrack, uh, she's a big concert person, so and, and I've drug her to enough racetracks that I can go to a few concerts with her. <laughs> she's an amazing lady, and you're a very lucky man. Well, I want to... I- I, I want to thank you for taking the time to do this. When we started, I said, most of my interviews are 10 minutes. I said, but this isn't going to be 10 minutes. Well, it's actually 40 <laughs> minutes, and we could probably yeah. talk for 40 more. But I want to let you finish that wine. Uh, now, at the beginning, we talked about how many employees you have, and I, I forgot. How many people are working at Rocket now? Right now, uh, when I fill these next last two positions, there'll be 22. And, and how many chassis uh, have gone out the door? Over 6,300. Wow. I know that last time we talked, I don't remember why, you said we're approaching 6,000. Then you were telling me one time about when you ship them, I guess to Australia or somewhere, that you, they, yeah. they stack the chassis up on their side to fit them in, into the container? Actually, when we put them in a container, we usually when we're doing cars going to Australia, we usually do two. And, and what we do, we build a rack in the container that lifts the cars up above all the parts. So we have a forty-foot container with two race cars in it, and everything that goes. We lift the race cars clear to the ceiling, and then we fill in below it. And most times, it's all we can do to get everything in them to go over there. Wow. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a project to load a container to go to Australia. That's amazing. Well, hey, that wine might be getting warm. I want to let you get to it. Steve Baker, <laughs> I thank you very much for this wonderful interview. Thank you, Don. I appreciate being here. And Again, thank you for all you've done for racing over the years. Uh, thanks for being a friend. I appreciate it. I consider you one of my best friends. Thank you, Don. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway would like to thank all of our fans and competitors alike for an abundantly successful racing season. 2023 was a historic year for Dirt Monster Half Mile, and it could not have happened without the support of our marketing partners. Always safe, flagging and traffic control, Basil Race Fuels, Coca-Cola, Calusi Chevrolet, the Coriopolis Record, Crawford Auto Repair, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, Hoosier Tire Mid-Atlantic, Isley's, J.D. Hall Excavating, Octane Customs, Precise Racing Products, RacingJunk.com, Rorick Automotive Group, Rhino Racing Classifieds, Summit Racing Equipment, TMT Transportation, Yingling Brewer Company, Zarin Truck and Automotive, Zufall Communications. 
Bigger and better things are currently in the works for 2024. Stay up to date with all of the updates by following us on our social media platforms, including Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and Threads. PPMS.com will have all of the info that you need as we prepare for our season opener in 2024. The new Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, 170 Kelso Road, Imperial, Pennsylvania, PPMS.com. This is Jonathan Davenport, and you're listening to Rapping on Racing. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing. I want to take a minute and thank our marketing partners. Number one, Cochrane Automotive. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Zarin Truck and Automotive and RPS Financial Solutions. Without these people, we would not be able to do Rapping on Racing, and I thank them. If tomorrow all the things were gone, work for all my life and I had to start again with just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars to be living here today cause the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away and I'm proud to be an To the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas From sea to shining sea From Detroit down to Houston And New York to L.A. Where there's pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and say
today Cause there ain't no doubt 